Turning now to sports and politics, those two topics don't always go hand in hand, except maybe when you're talking about our hometown professional football team, the question on a lot of fans' minds, how hard will the mayor's office fight to keep the Chicago Bears in Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office is expected to present a package of proposals to the NFL team as it considers moving from Soldier Field to Arlington Heights. Crane's reporter A.D. Quigg has the latest and she joins us now. Hey, A.D. Hey, thanks for having me. Also with us is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, Michael. A.D., let's start off with you. What's going on? Because up until now, it seemed like there wasn't a whole lot of urgency on either side to keep the Bears in Chicago. Right. Well, the Super Bowl happened, and all of a sudden, the mayor kind of the pressure was on for the mayor to kind of address what's happening with the Bears. We had, you know, a flurry of activity earlier or in the fall last year, and then kind of nothing. Things kind of petered out. So on Friday, the mayor did a series of interviews ahead of the Super Bowl. She's a huge football fan and spoke with two different radio stations here in Chicago and basically teased that she is going to be offering the team a package to stay in the city of Chicago. Now, she didn't exactly lay out what would be in this package, um, but she did say, you know, Arlington Heights does not have the tier one market or fan base that Chicago does. She talked about things that she didn't like about soldier feel that she'd like to change. She said it was a long walk to actually get to the stadium. She talked about the west side of the stadium and the end zones being a crummy fan experience, especially in bad weather. It's cold. It's concrete. Um, she pointed out that Lambeau Field is an example of another place that serves as a year-round destination. She she flirted with adding a roof. She said it's something the city has to explore. Um, and the other thing she said was uh, they could propose that the team moved somewhere else in the city of Chicago. There's a lot of vacant land, although the big advantage of Soldier Field right now is its nice central location. It's pretty much in the heart of the loop and accessible in a lot of different roadways, uh, but there is a traffic snarl getting on, in and out of there. So she seemed to acknowledge, hey, there's a bunch of stuff that I would like to change that I think the Bears would like to change, and maybe we'll come to some kind of consensus that would make money for both of us and keep you here decades into the future. That's right. We just saw the Super Bowl in that beautiful SoFi Stadium, that incredible out there in L.A. Cheryl, with all the stuff that A.D. just mentioned, do you think any of that would be enough to entice this team to stay at Soldier Field? I don't think so. I think when you look at what the Bears are looking for, they want to own the stadium. That's important. They want the naming rights. They want to have a bigger uh, seating capacity, which Soldier Field doesn't have. It's the smallest one in the NFL at 61,500. And the other thing is they want to have more than just the Bears playing there. It would be a multi-use facility, which is what they've done in every other city that has had a new stadium. And I want to bring up this one point. Almost all the new stadiums are not in the property of the cities. They're actually in the suburbs or just outside or in a neighboring town. So being in Arlington Heights is not going to affect how the fan base acts or how people look at the Chicago Bears. Cheryl, remind us how this all started. I mean, exactly. I mean, what did the Bears actually want? Well, you know, in 2004 is when they renovated Soldier Field. And, you know, it was it was nice enough, but there's no roof. And again, as I mentioned, it's small capacity. They want to have more to the stadium. Um, as A.D. mentioned, the, the traffic situation is really bad. I mean, there's a lot of negative things about it. It is a beautiful location where Soto Field is at. But be able to have your own facility, that's a, that's a big deal. And it, it's, it's interesting because where it would be located is in a huge 
It's 326 acres where Arlington Park Racetrack is at. And that's a lot of uh, room for not just a stadium, but to add other things, to add residential, to add uh, businesses. So there's a lot at stake to be able to do it there. And that's that's what the Bears are looking at. They need to have a place where they can, you know, have more to their um, doings. And the possibility of having things like a Super Bowl, having things like the NC2A tournament, uh, bowl games. So there's a lot more that they can do that they would be the beneficiary of. Now, A.D., aren't the Bears in the process of buying Arlington Park? And how far along is that deal? Line is interesting. Uh, the lease at Soldier Field does not expire until 2033, but the timeline for this move to Arlington Heights uh, could be completed by early in 2023. Um, Ted Phillips said a few weeks back that uh, Ted Phillips and uh, Bears officials basically said a couple weeks back that this is like a full-time job planning on this move, but it's not quite a done deal. I I made the mistake a couple days ago of almost saying. Uh, in copy that they were slated to move, but my editor was like, "Wait, wait, wait! It's not a done deal. There's stuff that has to be get, that has to be completed first. So, I think the city's deadline um, for proposing uh, this big museum campus reno is this spring, which which gives us a sense of like when the city's negotiating deadlines are coming up. I think we'll hear more from them about what they're offering um, Soldier Field sometime in this spring, in advance of perhaps the team making a move." to finalize things with Arlington Heights early 2023. Now, A.D., Cranes recently obtained emails and text messages between the city and the Chicago Bears. What did you learn from them? Right. So this was after tons of reporting and other in, at BEZ and in the, uh, in the Sun-Times about the back and forth between the Bears and the city about how things had gone. We'd heard previously that there were disagreements about adding a sports book to the stadium. So we wanted to get kind of the update on what had happened in the latter half of the year. And basically we found that there were a bunch of meetings that were supposed to be scheduled and didn't get scheduled, which gave us a sense of kind of a lack of urgency on the city's part. There was supposed to be a meeting in September, got pushed back and back and back around Thanksgiving. So what we did learn in there is basically what the Bears want for the duration of this lease, so their current POA, as it's called. Um, so Bears President Ted Phillips sent along a, a PowerPoint and a list of things that they wanted that included, like Cheryl said, naming rights, um, expanded signage, a sports book at Soldier Field or near it, so a place for people to, to bet, like a big fancy lounge for people to watch the game and place bets, um, an upgraded video board, and that video board I think is pretty new, recent in the past two years, um, other internal kind of capital improvements, joint sponsorship with the city of unspecified off-season events. Um, now, the way my colleague Greg Hines and I read this, I was inclined to agree that the, there weren't forward-looking plans. This was not a, a big pitch to continue this relationship far into the future. This was only related to the current agreement between the Park District and the Bears and not some big rescue plan. But, of course, the city and the Bears both kind of pushed back and said, hey, we're still talking. Now, A.D., you mentioned some of the ideas that the mayor has in trying to keep the Bears there. Are there any other ideas that we haven't heard about yet or any something she still has up her sleeve? She has been pretty tight-lipped about this, aside from talking a lot about the fan experience, wanting to improve the fan experience. But like Cheryl said, it's very difficult to improve upon the current structure we've got. We've got the colonnades, the National Historic Register uh, places uh, status for the, the field itself, which makes it really hard to, to add big wish list items like this roof. You essentially be doing colonnade, spaceship, roof on top of it. Um, 
like Cheryl said, the seating, there's, it's not a gigantic capacity. And the way that it's built, you can't expand much further east or west. Um, the thing I'm interested in hearing more about from the mayor is uh, what kind of programming she thinks could go on there year-round. She's repeated this over and over that it's a desirable spot for a lot of other things to happen, um, concerts, uh, other NCAA events. So I'll be interested to see what she's hiding up her sleeve, what other folks on, on the working group think could be another use for Soldier Field if the Bears leave. She's also mentioned that there are, um, there are cities with more than one team. Back in time, Chicago used to be the home of the Cardinals. I don't know if she's been having low-key conversations with other teams looking to move, but there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of stuff we don't know, and I'm hoping we find out a lot more in the spring. Yeah, a friend of mine still calls the uh, Cardinals the Arizona, Car- the Chicago Cardinals of Arizona. So, <laughs> now Cheryl, before we wrap up here, let's get an update on other sports news and switch to basketball. We got to talk about the season Demar Derozan is having for the Bulls. He has just been stellar. You know, it's funny because the MVP chants are happening in Chicago, but they're happening on the road too. He right now is in the midst of an unbelievable run where he's he's shooting, he's scoring thirty more or points a game for seven games but in the last six it's 35 points a game and it's shooting at 50 percent and the interesting thing is that now ties a record with will chamberlain for the longest streak like that now michael jordan had longer streaks of of that but not at 50 percent shooting and so you got what he's doing and he's doing it with you know this is a player that's played 13 years in the league and he's still able to perform like it. So his his ability to do that has made the Bulls a, a, a must-see team, a team to watch on TV or to be at the Chicago you know, United Center because people are just clamoring to want to see him play. Well, can you tell us about Zach Levine's status as far as his injury? Well, there's some real concern. Today, we're going to hear the results. He's in L.A. having his knee looked at. And, Michael, this is a real shame because he's supposed to be uh, at the All-Star game this weekend. And with him being out, that's why Mark uh, DeMar DeRosa doing what he's doing has been so unbelievable because he doesn't have Zach Levine there. And that's a real concern because this is the same knee that he had, the very bad ACL injury a couple years back. So, you know, we'll find out today, but it doesn't look great. I mean, what Billy Donovan told us yesterday is that he has games when he plays, and there's swelling afterwards. And there's games that he played where he didn't. So it's a real big question mark as to how severe it is. How is Bulls coach Billy Donovan doing with all of these injuries, Cheryl? I, I'm telling you, it, it's a masterful job. I mean, he has two young guys in his backcourt, Io DeSumo, the rookie who was taken in the second round. And believe me, a lot of teams are now regretting not taking him. And Kobe White. Is also been certain since starting back backcourt, and he's now shooting the threes well. But he's done a great job of trying to figure out the matchups. Nikola Vukovic, who's also been contributing very well with his scoring and his rebounding, like last night he decided to put him in with the second unit, which kept the team, you know, with a, a good score. It's it's amazing to watch what he has done. And remember, the Bulls had the most COVID cases of any team in the league, and they still are in number two position in the Eastern Conference. Now, Cheryl, listen, I should be in Arizona at spring training watching (laughs) my White Sox, um, and it's kind of depressing. What's the latest about these negotiations? Is this going to, like, kill the season for us? 
Michael, it's it doesn't look good right now to start spring training. They're supposed to be reporting this week. All the teams are supposed to be reporting this week, and doesn't look like it's going to happen. And MLB gave a, a proposal last Saturday. The union has not responded. We're hearing that they're probably going to reject it. Uh, it has to do with financial issues. They want revenue sharing uh, differently. They want the uh, they want the arbitration uh, eligible players to have lesser times to meet that. They want a low, you know, as as far as the salary goes. They they, they don't want teams tanking seasons anymore. The 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 union, uh, it's it's a mess right now. And and if they don't get this rectified. They're, they're on shaky grounds for spring training, but Michael, by February 28th, if they don't get something done, the regular season's going to be in jeopardy. And that's when the players get their first paycheck, is opening day. So that's important for them. So there's going to sure. be some crunch time wanting to get that done. Well, that's WBZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. We've also been speaking with A.D. Quigg with Crane Chicago Business. A.D. and Cheryl, thanks for the update. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.